What's going on, Organic Growth Nation? This is Cameron Devine Crew in the building this evening. Got one of my favorite jams playing for you real quick. Feeling Good Today by Larry June. He has very playerish, very Mackish music. Let that ride for a second. Some feel good to drive around to on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, indeed. So, I have had a fantastic week. I'm going to go ahead and switch back to some chill music so I can just go ahead and flow and open up this podcast episode for you. I have had an absolutely fantastic week. Man, I want to give you some of the highlights. For one, I've just been incredibly healthy. I cooked a huge pot of soup earlier this week. I put in some organic zucchini, organic red onion, which is incredibly good for you because it has a lot of folic acid, which is good for your nervous system and brain development. One of the main ingredients in a prenatal vitamin is folic acid. So if it's pertinent to the development of a child's brain, then that's just something that'll be good for us as adults. You know, we need to keep our minds sharp so we can absorb and apply a game in life. I also had some Dino Kale in there, which is just incredibly rich in various minerals, a lot of chlorophyll. Anytime you have that deep green, you just know that's something that's going to nourish the cells on a very deep level so you can actually rejuvenate the cells. And I had basically my soup was like a vegetable broth mixed with ginger miso. Other than that, I've been eating a lot of fruit. What I've been doing, something I got from an Anthony Robbins book a couple years back, Unlimited Power. In your morning, you know, you start your morning with your morning ritual, which is very important. We got to have rituals. And you do something that brings oxygen deep into the body, wakes you up track to start your day. So after I do like a breathing exercise or some bioenergetic vibrations, What I've been doing is I've been eating fruit for, well, I'll do a two hour fast from the time I wake up so I don't eat anything in the first two hours. And then I'll break the fast with just fruit, water, and tea. So I'm I'm trying to get my diet alkaline because the higher our alkalinity is, the stronger our immune system is ultimately. So I've been eating persimmons, which is basically like dessert to me, even though it's healthy. Mangoes, apples. Apples and pears are really good to eat in the morning because they're good for your digestive system. And I've been making my juices like normal in my juice. I'll usually do green or red kale or dino kale. Romaine lettuce is dope too. So I'll get that a good leafy green. I'll get two apples, some ginger for the digestive system. And then I'll, I'll like, uh, for the base of the liquid, you got to have something that creates a lot of juice. So I'll do celery and cucumber normally. I just love celery and cucumber, and those are incredibly good for you. So I, you know, I, there's just something about taking care of my body, knowing I'm putting good things into my body, that it just makes me feel extra fly. It's one thing to put on nice clothes, to drive in a nice car, to live in a nice place, but it's a whole different feeling and confidence that you get from knowing that you are actually taking care of your body and your organs. You know, it's it's one thing to have a top quality car, but it's it's deeper to have top quality organs in the game. It increases your value. I love putting myself first in that way. It just makes me feel, it makes my, my playerism a little bit more crisp. So anyway, right now, I'm about to get into a reading where basically what I'm discussing in this reading is just what it's going to be like when I have all the things I want to have. You know, I have my jewelry, I have the clothes I want, 
I have the car that I want. I'm living where I want to live. I'm doing what I want to do in terms of work, business, and career. So this episode is titled, Be Who You Want to Be. Now, before I get into that reading, I want to talk to y'all a little bit more. You know, I'm coming to, coming to you from the downtown Fremont region, as usual. It is not power hour. It's around 8.44 p.m. It's dark outside, deep blue skies. I'm looking at the lights of the downtown Fremont region. There's just something about being able to actually see the lights that makes me feel connected with and see the traffic flowing. It just makes me feel connected with what's going on in the city. I I love being in the heart of the city. I just feel connected to everything going on. It makes me want to keep hustling and keep grinding. It, It keeps me inspired and it keeps me aspiring to bringing things into this community here. I mean, I want to be a part of actually helping build things in this community of value. So that's why I love living in the city. And in my place, I'm sitting at my desk. I have some plants around me. I have the essential oils diffusing, tea tree and eucalyptus. That's just the reason I always use those. It just wakes up and clears your sinus cavities. And it just gives your home a very crisp, fresh, clean smelling vibe I want to talk to my fellas real quick you know something in 2021 I really want us to make a point to we got to get off this shit where it's normalized for dudes to be dusty dirty and disorganized you know a real player a dude who has his stuff together his place should be clean it should be well organized it should be quality it should look and smell good and the thing is man you gotta understand beautiful women love that the ladies absolutely love it when you when they walk into your place the colors are on point you got some plants you know your shit smells good you got a little candle action going on and i'm I'm not trying to be like on no simping brian mcknight trying to be extra romantic shit i just mean like it's a playerish vibe when you have the aesthetics and the atmosphere right if it feels good to be in there people are going to want to be in there and if your place feels good you're going to feel good and that energy is going to magnetically attract that back into your life so we just got to do that you know what i mean we got to get off this bullshit where we think it's cool for dudes to be slobs that's just it's not mackish we can't do that moving forward in 2021 anyway I have some real, real, real good game for y'all tonight. What I have are five common reasons that we limit our game. And what inspired me to make this podcast topic this evening is that today is actually October 31st, 2020. It is Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. And this is my favorite time of year, actually, just the month of October And I think it's because of Halloween. I know Halloween is about ultimately death, but what I love about this month is, first of all, it's it's fall. But more importantly, on the celebration of Halloween, this is the one day of the year where people allow themselves to be creative and reinvent themselves for one night. Now, obviously, a lot of people just use it as a opportunity to be extra sluttish and hoish with their game. But there's something very inspiring about releasing yourself from the confinements of the identity that you've taken on and the person that you are from on a day to day, a week to week, a month to month basis. On Halloween, you get to be Usually, a lot of people, you know, they, they dress up as somebody who inspires them. Superheroes, you know, a lot, of, a lot of dudes are coming out as the Black Panther or T'Challa. A lot of females come out as Wonder Woman, a cop, you know, just badass characters, people who do cool shit and people who are empowering. And the thing is, we don't have to wait and the reason people do that by the way is because during halloween it's socially acceptable for you to 
to do that, to, to view yourself in a way that's empowering, to view yourself in a way that's badass, sexy, in a way where you're, you're not completely conformed to the rules, in a way where you have individuality, where you express your sexuality. But we don't need to wait for that to be acceptable. We don't have to follow the pack. We don't have to do it when everybody's doing it. There is nothing stopping us from simply being who we want to be on a day-to-day -day basis. The person that you are in 2020 does not have to be the person that you are in 2021. The person that you were last week doesn't have to be the person that you are when it comes Monday. You can change up everything about how you dress, how you talk, how you walk. You can set new goals. You can adjust your morning rituals, your daily habits, who you interact with, how you interact with them. You can adjust what you tolerate and accept. You can add things into your life. You can take things out of your life. We have all that power. Our reality largely is within our control. You know, a lot of things going on with the government and, you know, your upbringing, who your family were, the situations that you had to be raised in, that's not in your control. But how you live your day-to-day -day life, that's primarily in your control. And that's why at Organic Growth Nation, we say that the quality of our lifestyle is determined by our daily habits, routines, and rituals because those are the things you can control to change your life, to make your life what you want it to be. And you don't have to be subject to what your life was yesterday or last week or last year. You can completely reimagine and re-envision a, a different future, a different tomorrow for yourself. And what this is all about is creativity and imagination and like my last episode where i was chopping up game with y'all on how we can use this visualization practice to get our health and our self-image on point in that episode i said you got to really get your walt disney on with the game and open up your mind and just be a little bit creative and playful and picture something fly for yourself in terms of your body your appearance your clothes your style your smile but on halloween you see people get hella creative they start dressing up as imaginary characters, people who don't actually exist, motherfuckers with superpowers. Obviously, I'm not saying you need to be delusional with reinventing yourself. But what I'm trying to say is you can imagine yourself at a higher financial level, with a better credit score, with more assets, more financial stability, a better savings, life insurance policies. You can imagine yourself having a functional family. You can imagine yourself having non-toxic healthy relationships you can imagine yourself having your dream job or moving towards it or having your business or building it those things are realistic people do that shit every day that's not fantasy so in the spirit of halloween ladies and gentlemen beautiful women fly fly gentlemen players and playettes we're gonna chop up some deep game and get into the science of the visualization on the topic of how we're going to utilize our imagination and creativity in 2021 so that we can be who we want to be. So I'm about to get into the game. Let me go ahead and switch up the vibe so I can flow and really chop it up with you right now. Five common reasons we limit our game. Ladies and gentlemen, the first common reason that we limit our game is due to fear of criticism from those closest to us. Now, when we're growing up in life, you're born, you have your parents, your siblings, your close relatives, maybe going through school you have your teachers and your your close little buddies you go through elementary middle and high school with maybe you go to church maybe you're involved in other things in the community that you have certain obligations to these people shape and mold who we were at a very very early age throughout our adolescent development and because many of the people especially our parents 
our teachers, ministers, public figures, and the community early employers. These people, typically, what they did was they, they used strategies of reward and punishment in order to make us into who they wanted us to be, a person that was acceptable and pleasing to them. Obviously, the people who most deeply affected us were our family or the people who were our legal guardians. You know, they punish you every time you ran around the house just letting loose, cutting a full, expressing yourself, enjoying yourself. They, they, you know, they might whip your ass a little bit. It made you feel like you expressing yourself is something that you shouldn't do. Might have been a little kid sitting in the living room watching your cartoons and playing with your hair, sticking your tongue out, making your eyes do crazy faces, and then your dad's like, hey, <laughs> act natural. <laughs> You're acting silly. Quit acting silly. And see, what that does is that stifles your physical expression as a person. Now you actually internalize that. You get into school, and your teachers make you feel bad when you don't pay attention in class because the shit that they're spitting at you is just not that interesting. Or, or maybe you should have been paying attention, but sometimes that shit is just not that interesting. And they try to make you, they try to shame you by telling you that, you know, maybe they label you as having ADD. Maybe they tell you you need to focus better. You're undisciplined. You're not going to be anything in life because you're not studying. You're not getting good grades, which those things aren't necessarily bad things to tell a child because you do need to have your shit together. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of times they use shaming tactics to get you to be interested in things that you just genuinely aren't interested in and things that genuinely may not be that important to you in the longevity of your life with your natural talents, your unique personality that you were born with. And we internalize these things. We start molding ourselves to be a person that our early the, earth, the people who raised us early in life wanted us to be. You know, we mold ourselves after what society wants us to be. And we care about these people. You have an emotional connection with many of these people. You respect these people. And, and you don't want to disappoint them. It does hit you when they shame you because you care about what they, you care about their opinion of you. So the first thing that we got to do is acknowledge that as adults, we still have these feelings that we've internalized during our adolescence. And we take that same emotional pattern and apply that to the people that we have relationships with right now. You know, you might want, let's say you're a female, you want to switch your swile, you, you want to switch your style up, you want to get in the gym, you want to get your body together, you want to get your sex appeal on. You know, you know you can level up, get you some more money from your career or business, you can get your social media popping. These are all good things, you should believe in yourself, but the dude that you might be dating, your girlfriends, your parents, if they see you start doing that, you know, they might. You see, when people have been with us as a certain person, you see, it creates a comfort zone for them. If you're not leveling up your game, it doesn't put any pressure on them to level up their game. A lot of times we seek relationships with people who make us feel complacent. And then when you start leveling up, they may use those shaming tactics that they learned during their childhood when they were getting taught to conform. And they see you trying to get your sex appeal on a step out and meet a dude of higher caliber, for example. And they might low-key slut shame you a little bit. When in reality, what you're just doing is getting your stuff together. And, you know, you're putting yourself out there on social media, getting your followers up. In your mind, you know, you can build a business on top of that. You can get you some brand endorsements, get your money right. 
get better relationships with higher quality people. Just, just upgrade yourself in life. You see, a lot of times when people use shame, it's just a way of making themselves feel comfortable because Yu Chang is changing, makes them feel very uncomfortable. So we gotta get over that. A lot of my male friends, you know, they'll come to me and they're trying to get their style and swag on point. They're trying to get their game right. They're trying to get their money up. You know, they're, they're looking at better cars, maybe foreign cars. They're looking at better houses. Maybe they're looking at condos and high-rises. They're looking at better quality females. They're looking at traveling. And then their little group of complacent, low-ambition, having friends will start saying, hey, man, like, why, why you got to do all that, bro? That's try-hard, man. You know, you should just be able to be happy where you're at. You know, having a car like that is just a depreciating asset when you buy that car, when you live in that apartment. I mean, all that shit is depreciating. You don't even own those things, man, you know. You shouldn't have to use that stuff to feel better about yourself. Man, you're doing that stuff to get better girls. See, that's just hating. The next dude doesn't want to step his game up. So when you start stepping your game up and he sees that you're taking it seriously and getting results, he can start to see a little shift in you. See, he's got to try to talk you out of that because if he's going to keep you in his circle and you level up, that's going to shine a light and show him that where he's at is not really popping and he could and should be doing better. So that's the first common reason we limit our game. We allow the fear of criticism from those closest to us to stifle us. Now, let's move on to the second reason. The second reason we limit our game is that we have a low quality self-image. Your self-image is essentially how you see yourself. You see, when we, in life, most of the time people focus on what they don't want, not on what they want. Let me say that again. People usually focus on what they don't want, not on what they want. And when you focus on something consistently over time, you internalize that picture in your subconscious mind. So let's say you don't have the body you want. And you want to get, for my ladies, toned, tucked, and tightened. Or for my fellas, you want to get a little buff. But you're a scrawny dude. You're kind of a fat chick. See, you'll, you'll develop a self-image where you actually see yourself as that kind of person. You'll see yourself as a fat person. Now, on a certain level, you do want to look different. You do want to get a a nicely fit body but what you but you have not internalized that image because you're constantly focusing on the thing you don't want so what we have to do is we have to learn how to create a new self image that's why my last episode again where I was talking about how you can use this visualization to get your health right I was explaining we got to start focusing on what we want, not on what we don't want. And I learned that from Anthony Robbins' book, again, Unlimited Power. We have to create a compelling vision for the future of ourselves, who we want to be. Something that's going to be exciting, ideal. Something that's going to make us happy. Something we care about. And you can use this visualization practice by simply picturing what you want for yourself in your future in all aspects of your life, your money. I a lot of my dudes, you come to me and you say, man, Jamal, I'm trying to figure out how to deal with this anxiety. You know, my money's a little tight and it's kind of fucking with my self-esteem and my confidence. It's making me anxious. I'm, I'm worried. And that makes sense. And you know, a lot of dudes, you know, their confidence is heavily based on their finances because in our culture, of course, the male is the provider. 
And when a dude is in a low place financially, a lot of times what he'll do is he will, instead of focusing on getting his finances right and seeing himself as someone who's financially abundant, getting money, having nice things, being able to take care of problems when they pop up, a lot of dudes just basically downgrade their standards in order to get around actually being more confident. So, so, and so, you know, I know this because when I talk to dudes about, yo, I'm about to move into the Panorama Towers next year, you know, it's going to be like 26 on the 26th floor or higher, rent's about 2000 a month. But I'm gonna have hella strip views. It's crazy. They have a, a limo service. It's valet parking. And the dudes are like, "Damn, bro, two thousand dollars a month, man! Like, oh my god, even thinking about that shit makes me anxious, bro." I mean, and I'm I'm looking at him. I'm like, "Yo, I I understand that it's a lot of money, but when you raise your standards and you set a picture for what you really want in the future." And you visualize it and focus on it and internalize that success. Your subconscious mind will figure out how to upgrade your situation so you can actually materialize that. So it's not like you're going to be in that situation straining yourself. You're going to have to figure out how to actually upgrade yourself, get more money, be smarter, increase your game, make better financial decisions so you can actually be in that place. See. That's the thing about the self-image is so powerful because it'll determine where you, you are at in the future. If you see yourself out of shape, broke and dusty, depressed, because you focus on the fact that you don't want to be like that, that's what you're going to be because you're focusing on it. But if you see yourself having money, having assets, having investments in the stock market that are bringing you some money back, you got different insurance policies. You got money sitting in trust. You got a property that you're renting out to somebody else. You're, you got a financial foundation. Your career is popping. You're advancing. Your business is popping. You got a hot product or service. Your body is on point. You're getting dimes. Or for my ladies, you're getting, you're getting real quality top-notch dudes. When you focus on that, inevitably, inevitably, it's going to happen. It's going to materialize. So that's the second thing. It's the self-image. We got to focus on what we want, not on what we don't want. And that brings me to common reason number three that we limit our game. And that is a word called self-efficacy. Basically, self-efficacy has to do with our ability to believe that we can actually apply ourselves and achieve things that we want. It's our belief and our ability. Write that word down. Self-efficacy. Many of us have a self-efficacy that tells us that we can't do it. You see somebody living the way you want to live, and you genuinely believe there's something different between you and that person. And there could be, don't get me wrong. I mean, we have different types of talents and qualities that exist, but my point is with this, the personality that you have, with the type of talents that you have, you have the ability to race to the highest level. And there's people you admire, but many of us, when we look at those particular individuals, You might be a female trying to be a socialite and get uh, some products out there. You're looking up at Kim Kardashian as a role model. And you're just, there's just something different between y'all two. You, you can't get it popping like she got it popping. That's your belief. My dudes, you know, you're looking at somebody like Elon Musk coming out with revolutionary technology ideas that are going to change city planning, you know, trains underground, crazy shit. And you just think, you know, you might be a, the type of guy who has that sort of engineering or mathematical or scientific disposition, but you just don't believe that you are capable of that. 
And one time I heard a doctor say, on a little side note, we're all born generally with the same capacity of intelligence. There aren't some of us who are born with more brain potential than other people, not, not generally. Some people exercise their brain more than others. End of story. It ain't he's smarter than you. It's he studied more than you. He worked with his mind more than you or us. It has nothing to do with potential, though. You see, we have to believe in our ability. The fact that we even want something suggests that we have the confidence to go get it. From the formal study of the brain and the mind, psychologists and psychiatrists and other scientists will tell you that any problem that the brain can conceive of, the brain can find a solution to that problem. Your brain wouldn't be able to perceive a problem. It wouldn't even be able to realize that there was a problem unless it knew it could solve it. That's the, that's the problem-solving mechanism of the brain. So if you don't have your money right, if you don't have your health and your body right, if you don't have the relationships you want, whatever, the fact that you can even identify that you're in that situation means that you can get out of it based on the science or the formal study of the mind So, ladies and gentlemen, in 2021, we just simply have to start believing in ourselves. The fourth common reason we limit our game is fear of failure, disappointment, and humiliation. You see, the fact that you're listening to this podcast, material like this, where we're talking about upgrading ourselves and getting successful... This means that you, somewhere in you, you do have the confidence to actually upgrade your lifestyle. You, you have it. But maybe your self-image or your fear of criticism or your lack of self-efficacy has basically put you into a position where if you admit to yourself, others in the world, that you have ambitious goals, you believe that you will fail. And if you fail, you'll be disappointed because when you really commit yourself to a vision and look at it over and over and play it in your mind and think about it and internalize and just get to the point where you know how would it feel to, to really be sitting across from a partner that you just had fantastic chemistry with and y'all loved each other or your money was right and you were riding around in the car you want with the jewelry you want or your body was right and you walked around and people gave you compliments and you looked in the mirror and you finally were proud of yourself for achieving the body you knew you could you could have achieved all along you see, that, when, that gets emotional for us to really be in that state where we're, we really are committed to that. It's, it's emotional and it's, you'll get to the point, I have cried before over not achieving certain goals. I've cried and I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not a no simp shit, don't get me wrong, but I've, I've cried because when you really put your heart into something and you, and you really commit to it and you believe in it, and you give everything you have and you don't get it, it's just very disappointing. But you can't be afraid of that. You, you have to see, have that self-trust where you know that I can live with an open heart even if it hurts and give my heart to things. The only way for you to be a real nigga, the only way for you to be that bitch and really have that life you want is to have your heart completely open and fully committed. You got to put your heart and soul into things and kind of live and die by it to a certain extent. I'm not trying to sound philosophical or... You know, like I'm putting extras on it, but when you really commit to yourself, something magical happens. It's like your heart is this magnet and your mind is this chamber where you connect with the universe, 
or God or whatever you want to call it, nature, whatever, energy. And then you start just bringing in what they call in the Think and Grow Rich book, infinite intelligence. You know, you just start getting connected to inspiration, ideas, plans, blueprints. People start coming into your life. Resources start coming into your life. You start getting access to levels of energy that you didn't know you had, strength and courage you didn't know you had. Anyway, I'm not trying to get too deep. Hold on, let me bring it back to regular, degular shit for a second. But my point is we got to be strong enough to put our heart into something and know we'll, we'll be okay if we don't get it because it's not about when you get it. Remember that. I love what Nipsey Hussle says um, in one of his songs. Perfect timing. He says, just make sure you cross the finish line and fuck the time it takes. Because that's all that matters. And we have one life. You know, you have enough time to, ma to materialize everything that you were born to materialize. Doesn't matter if you get it in 2021 or 2025, really. What matters is that you got it and you'll die proud and fulfilled. Okay. And then the humiliation, failing in front of others. You know, dudes, all the time I'm out in public, I'm at Whole Foods. I'm looking at a very beautiful woman and I'm seeing the next dude look at her and you can just tell he wants to talk to her, but he's just afraid of not only just the rejection of her, but the humili the public humiliation. Oh, damn, what if other people see me put my bid in or campaign a little bit, promote myself a little bit, and then... Damn, like people are gonna look at me like, oh man, his game is wag. But you just, you, ultimately, these people don't, these people don't matter to you in your life, so fuck them. That's the attitude that you ultimately have to have. You know, ladies, there's no reason to limit how you express yourself, how you present yourself to this world. might have some hating homegirls like damn now you think you a supermodel huh oh Ashley she's done look at her being extra again she's trying to step it up but fuck them man. anybody who doesn't want you to be the best version of yourself anybody who doesn't want to see you be who you want to be you just got to be like fuck them basically can't be afraid to fail in private or in public. And the last common reason we limit our game is dull imagination and lack of worldliness. Like I said, when we grow up in life, we know about, you know, the average American household earns less than $50,000 a year. The poverty line in a major city for a single adult is 75,000. So that means that the average American is in poverty. So most of us grew up and around a total environment of poverty. People struggling to make bills, stressed, trying to deal with their bills, maintain a, a, a quality of living. And that makes people become what they call realistic and how and their outlook for the future. And what that really means is they just lower their standards so they can get rid of the disappointment that comes from wanting to live better and not getting it. So basically they just come become complacent and they internalize failure and mediocrity. And you can't be that kind of person. At Organic Growth Nation, we cannot internalize and be comfortable living in a state of failure and mediocrity. We dole our imagination so that we can stop having dreams about living better. People even to a certain extent make fun of dreamers. Oh, that dude, he's just a dreamer, you know. He ain't being realistic. He's talking about moving out of his small hick bum town to New York and having a job as a lawyer or being in the fashion or, or her being in the fashion industry or having a business. He really thinks he's going to have a business. 
So we dull our imagination so that we can just stop having dreams and visualizations altogether. We just accept what is in front of us in life. The crackhead on the corner, the dusty Honda with the squeaky brakes, <laughs> and the chick who's 20 pounds overweight or the dude who's just broke. <laughs> we accept it, you know? Um, we gotta get our Walt Disney on, go back to that childish place where we can just get playful and imagine something a little bit more fly. And lack of worldliness. This is a, uh, a deep one. In 2021, in the last episode, I said we gotta get our Christopher Columbus on and really travel. And I'm gonna hammer that in this evening, ladies and gentlemen. In 2021, we gotta cop some plane tickets. We gotta book those flights. If you don't have the means to get out the country, damn it, get to an, another city in your state. If you can't do that and you've only been in an eight mile square radius all your life in your little city, then damn it, catch, catch a, a couple different city buses and hop from bus line to bus line and get on the other side of the city and just see what it looks like in the suburbs. If you can't get out of the country, go to another state. Drive. Get some friends together. Plan a trip on where y'all can go that y'all haven't been yet. And go hit that city up and see what's, see what's popping. See what the people are about. See what's going on down there. To be a thorough player. To be... A quality woman we got to be worldly you see it's all about exposure to possibilities write those words down exposure to possibilities when we see new things it opens our mind to imagine or it opens our mind to the possibilities that exist when you've lived and I know this personally because I grew up in a 6,000 person town when I finally moved out of this city I started seeing different types of people, different types of businesses, different types of lifestyles that I just didn't even know you could do living where I'm from. And most of us are like that to a certain extent. We are in a certain cultural environment where there are norms. And then we kind of just don't really realize that there are other ways that you could live. If you live in a major city, you don't realize that it's possible to be happy and kind of on that whole yogic hippie thing where you go live on an island off the land and you don't realize that there's like people who actually live like that or, or maybe you live in Virginia in Norfolk and all the men in your family worked at plants and all the women in your family were housewives and you don't realize that you don't have to have those like confined family uh, social structure obligations or um, restrictions you there are people, I didn't realize this until I moved to Vegas, I met a guy who has a business in the hospitality industry called Next Gen Hospitality, and he literally doesn't have a residence. This dude travels the world all year. He'll go from country to country for short periods of time, working with hotels and different types of uh, hospitality concepts. And he lives in these different um, I can't remember the name of it, but this basically it's properties that are set up. It's like an organization. They have a membership, so only certain people can actually book a stay, but people who do this nomadic thing. I was just sitting there having a conversation with him. I was like, damn, I didn't even know that shit existed. Like, you can just give up your residence. You don't have to have a car, none of that shit. And uh, no, no car insurance, none of that regular shit that you just think you have to have. And you just kind of go around staying in kind of like extended stay Airbnbs. And you just see the world and you interact with different people. You don't have any attachments. I'm not saying I'm interested in that. I'm just saying that there's different possibilities out here. So we got we to gotta be worldly. We got to go out there and just experience new things, novel things. See, that'll keep your mind sharp and open. It'll stop it from being dull. The more familiarity we have, the more dull our mind will become inevitably. And if you don't have the damn money to get out, or maybe you're a younger person and you're just, you know, living with your parents, get on the internet, read books, read about history, go look at, you know, if you don't have the money to go to Bali, 
go look at pictures of Bali and go do a little virtual 360 tour of video. Go follow some people's Instagram stories that are in Bali. You know, get creative, use technology. Damn it, we live, it's 2020. No reason for you to, to not have an open mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to get into the reading for you. And again, this one, I don't have a particular title to it, but it's just pretty much a visualization of me having all the things that I want. Doing what I want, driving what I want, living where I want, wearing what I want, having the women that I want. So I'm about to get into the reading and I hope that you enjoy. It's 6 p.m. I go down to the gym at Fremont Nine Apartments. Inside, I go through a hard workout of lunges, push-ups, pull-ups, boxing, and core exercises. And then I go upstairs and shower. The water falls over me. I lather organic body wash onto a loofah and cleanse my body, face, and hair. I use a homemade coffee grinds exfoliant on my torso and legs and clean my face with tea tree oil. Out of the shower, I moisturize with organic jojoba oil and lavender oil and clean my teeth with an organic fluoride-free coconut oil toothpaste. And I use coconut tea tree oil in an oil pulling rinse to pull the toxins out of my mouth. Good job, oral hygiene. I look at myself in the mirror. My eyes are clear, free of red lines that would always be there from the alcohol, stress, and lack of sleep. My teeth are white, free of the stain incurred from drinking and smoking. I used my dental insurance to care for my tooth decay and paid for teeth whitening treatment. I get dressed in a good fit. I slide into a pair of Steve Madden loafers, express extra slim fit dress pants, burgundy in color, and a black luxury touch v-neck. I put on a gold chain Cuban link that I was able to finance after enhancing my credit to reach a score of 750. The chain is 18,000. 32 inches in length and heavy. It feels substantial on my chest. I like to feel it as I breathe in and out, and I like to feel it resting while I drive or sit. I like to feel it slide back and forth as I walk. I rest over, it, it rests over my pecs down to my solar plexus. I tell Casper to turn off the lights I leave the apartment, take the elevator five floors down to the lobby and head to the garage. I click the unlock doors button from the four door BMW convertible. It's Elliot's birthday and he's driving in something foreign too. We have a lot of girls coming to his celebration tonight and we need room in the cars to ride around with them. I sit in. I feel immediate relaxation as I sink into the seats. These cars are absolutely therapeutic for me. I start the engine and watch the car come to life as the BMW icon appears on the center dashboard monitor. I drive down Charleston and turn on to the 95 South. The wind cocoons around me. I feel absolute peace. I drive into the Caesars Palace Valet and pull up behind Elliot. He's in a 2020 Cadillac Escalade. I ring him. Happy birthday, chief. The car is looking presidential. As we talk, feeling, feeling dope, the girls come out. Five get in Elliot's car and three get in mine. They're beautiful and sexy, wearing organic growth approved fashionable dresses. We cruise down the strip and back sipping drinks from the organic growth glasses. We park on top of the Caesars Palace garage and gather around looking healthy and fly. We go around making our toasts. 
to our children. May they have rich fucking parents. So that's it with the visualization this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I really thank you for listening to this very long podcast episode tonight. And I hope you took something away that'll be useful. It's my goal to just really lace you up with some practical game. I hope you have a great time this Halloween. And remember to carry that energy of allowing yourself to just be who you want to be for a night. Carry that into 2021 and the rest of 2020. Whoever you want to be, be that person unapologetically. People going to hate on you and criticize you or be made to feel small by you regardless. There's nothing you can do about how other people feel. We have to let go of responsibility for that. Whatever you do, do it thorough, damn it. Doesn't matter if it's socially acceptable or if it's the popular in thing to do or not. If you want to be a a dude who's into something that's considered nerdy, like video games, hey, there's a lot of money in that shit. Get, get your money. If you're going to be a nerd, be a good nerd. If you're a female trying to get your social media game on, hell, if, you, if you're going to be a hoe, because you're trying to get your money and you're trying to get flued out to Dubai, then damn it, be a good hoe. Don't, don't be a halfway hoe. Just be thorough with what you do. I, I can't co-sign the trick, and so I'm not going to say be a good trick, but if you're going to be a trick, just don't lie about that shit. Don't make it seem like it's some fly player shit. Remember, if you're a trick, you are a payer, not a player. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to go out and enjoy my Halloween. It's already 9.30. I'm supposed to be somewhere right now. I'm running late, but I was in such a flow. I just wanted to sit and chop it up with y'all. Whatever we can conceive and believe in, we can achieve. It's Cameron Devon Crew. You already know what it do. I'm a holler.